Yes! 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 Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name's Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. And today we are reviewing a very nice book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Is this your uh, first read? What did you think, mate? First read? I I was a fan. If it was, if it was one of the first books I read, I'd, I reckon it'd be phenomenal and, and life-changing. But it covers a lot of the stuff in a lot of books. So very important important things. And I guess the repetition of reading this in your brain definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. I think so. For me, it was... Uh... Probably the it was definitely it was one of the first ten books I'd read. Yep, and absolutely loved it. Uh, and the set this is the second time reading, probably twelve months later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's good. It's good, solid stuff. I probably wouldn't have it. Is it was probably my top. It was in my top five. It's probably it's still probably in the top ten, but maybe yep. in that more that five to ten. Yeah, it is uh, very similar to some other ones we've done in uh, Life in Half a Second, <clears throat> Magic of Thinking Big. Pretty similar sort of stuff. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but um, not, not brand new either. Definitely. So, six solid chapters. Yep. So, it talks about, well, what is the compound effect? I've got here the definition on page nine. The compound effect is a principle of reaping huge rewards from a series of small, smart choices. Yep. So, it talks about doing little things consistently, relentlessly, repeatedly, and over time, getting those big rewards. Yep. So... Yeah, basically, and, and in the foreword um, mentioned by Tony Robbins, there's a nice little section. and Which I didn't read this time, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> basically, it's the concept that if you just change and go off course just by a few millimetres and your tra- tra- trajectory changes a little bit, like what seems like a tiny inconsequential decision over time and compounded can turn out to be a mammoth miscalculation and you off, you're off on a different planet, really. Yeah, thought you'd go. So, so the small things just added up make a huge difference over time. Is the yeah. whole concept of the book? Yeah, think. exactly. So he's got a little formula here: small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equals radical difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And there's a bit of a he talks a lot a, a lot throughout the book about the ripple effect as well, in that taking changing one small part of your life ripples out and affects everything. So if you, for instance, wanted to improve your uh, health and maybe started eating better and exercising more, as a result of that, you sleep better, which means you'll feel better, which means you'll treat other people better. And it also means that you won't be buying junk food, so your finances will improve (laughs) and then your career will improve because you've got more focus and concentration at work. And so that one small change ripples out into all areas of your life. Yeah. So yeah, that that in essence is the compound effect. So yep. similar to the book with compound interest over time, at the mm. start you don't see the rewards straight away. Yeah, I think he mentions in the book with a few things, twenty seven months. He he mentioned in one of the chapters that that's usually how long it, it takes to see okay. this yep. significant improvement. So yep. at the start you're doing these unsexy little decisions and you're not getting getting no applause, but yeah. eventually. There'll be huge benefits, and, you, and people will appear, appear like an overnight success. But actually, yeah. it was the the time from you know a few years back those those small decisions yeah. that got them to where they are. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So the first step, I guess, well, chapter two, but it's the first thing is is choices. Yeah. So he's saying that choices can be our best friend or our worst enemy. 
they can deliver us our goals or send us orbiting into a galaxy far, far away. And so choices lead to behaviours and then uh, repeated behaviours lead to habits and so that's kind of the flow and effect of your choices and then obviously habits is uh, the next step later on we'll get to. And so similar as a prelude to that even it's so we all, we all start the world in the same spot from from his opinion, mm. and it it is these habits and these choices from the start that separate everyone. Yeah, exactly. And he says nobody chooses to become obese, go through bankruptcy, or get a divorce, but often those are consequences of a result of a series of small poor choices. Yeah. And that's it. Once you make a small choice, if you do it enough, it becomes a behaviour. Repeated enough times is a habit, and then. You get that negative result at the end. What do you think of that, man? Yeah, I think I definitely. You don't, you don't just go the whole. I think the whole point of the book it's not just big things. Yeah. So you don't just make one massive change. Mm. It's that these small things all add up over time. Mm. So it's not just like instantly you add thirty kilos overnight. It's that those small choices of uh, watching an extra half hour of TV instead of going for a walk or having that one extra bit of dessert or garlic bread mm. at the start added up over over two years that that adds up yeah. so yeah. I, th- I think it holds merit what about yourself for me I think it's not the full complete equation for me mm-hmm. obviously I don't know everything but I would have liked to see more um, emphasis on people taking a step back and making more plan uh, I guess planning from 30,000 yeah a bit more. mate I really like that you said that because I'm going to segue yeah. into one of the things he talks about delaying choices or avoiding choices or postponing choices mm. so he says that if you don't choose at all you've made the choice to become a passive receiver of whatever comes your way so I think that is part of the issue is that you're saying that it would be good if people did step back and actually make a conscious choice but I think he's saying that by, if you don't do that and then you're letting the universe make choices for you. If you don't consciously choose to do well, then perhaps yeah. you, someone else will choose yeah. for you to do poorly. So you're right. He does, he does cover that pretty well, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like it. I've, it is there is that big difference about consciously choosing, and if you mm. don't choose, then your life's out of out of your mm. hands. I think it was later on about the story about yeah. the horse. Yeah, you know, that's that right. was yeah. funny. And so he's saying. Yeah. I think it was about habits, but he was saying uh, that, you know, there was a guy like racing through town on a horse. Hmm. Someone yelled out to him, where are you going? <laughs> he looked like he was in a rush. He looked like he was going somewhere important. He said, I've got no idea. Ask the horse. <laughs> he was just going for it. But So yeah. by him not choosing, he was, uh, I guess, a victim of whatever the universe had in store for him. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. So it touches on that, that concept, I think, again, of just being proactivity and and taking taking the reins and yeah, being in charge of all, all and responsible for all your decisions. Now I'm not sure if you've got anything else from choices, but I do want to touch on on page 31. Yeah, the uh, complete formula for getting lucky. Yeah, love it. Go so he talks it, a lot about luck, uh, in that uh, like you say, someone becomes the overnight success, and you think, well, they just got lucky. But he says the the whole back end of that is preparation in terms of personal growth. Your attitude in terms of your belief and your mindset. Opportunity in terms of good things coming your way, being the right person in the right place at the right time. And action, doing something about it. And add those all together and you get luck. Mm. Definitely. 
So he mentions, so when he interviewed Richard Branson, he got the opportunity to speak to him. And Richard Branson's philosophy on luck was, yeah, we are, we're all lucky. If you live in a free society, you're lucky. Yeah. Luck surrounds us every day. And, but the difference is with Richard Branson, when luck, the extra luck came his way, he, he takes advantage of it. Exactly. Exactly. It's definitely the case. You do something about it, yeah. Definitely. And, and if you listen to this podcast, you've probably got an iPhone or you live in a developed country. We're, we're fucking lucky. Yeah. We're super lucky. You've, I think you're sitting under rock if you That's think it. the opposite. Got to take your chances, mate. Yeah. Once, if an opportunity presents itself, the person who you might think is lucky is the one that actually did something about it. Yeah. Whereas everyone else might have just passed it by. Spot on, man. So with choices, the way Darren Hardy is a big believer in uh, tracking exercises, become mm. conscious of your decisions. Yep. So you'll be by tracking and, and he talks about uh, tracking money a lot with it yeah which we both will touch on later but we're both going to take some action from the book yeah but every time you write it down consciously you, you think about the decision and maybe it might cross your mind do I really have to buy this thing yeah or yeah exactly I think the, the the tracking money is a good one tracking say food as well whatever negative thing that you want to change Start tracking it. So he says literally write down every single time. Yep. So either if you want to lose weight, write down every single piece of food or drink you put in your mouth. If you want to um, improve your personal finances, write down every single cent that you spend and track it. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I think it's Peter Drucker, what gets measured gets managed. Yeah. So as you say, for you to have to go back and consciously write down what you spend might make you think twice about spending it. Totally. Hopefully. Anything more in chapter two, man? No, mate. Chapter three is? Habits. Habits. So I'll, do you want to talk about the wise teacher? Or do you you go for it, mate. You go for it. So it starts off the chapter with talking about uh, a wise teacher talk, walking around with this young dude. And he asked the young guy, can you pull this tree up? And it's this little <laughs> shitty little tree in the ground. It's kind of brand new. He pulls it up easy and, and he progressively gets asked to pull bigger and bigger plants. And then... Mm-hmm which he pulls out exceedingly harder and then he gets to the big oak tree and, and he goes, how the fuck am I going <laughs> to pull that bad boy out? And then the, the wise teacher tells him, my son, you have just demonstrated the power of habits in your life. The older they are, the bigger they get and the deeper the roots grow, the harder they are to uproot. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, yeah, so in terms of a, an application to our life, he's saying that something you've done repeatedly as a habit for the last 10 years it, it, the longer you do it, the harder it is to change it. Mm. Whereas if you see yourself getting off track early yep. and you can correct it, get back on course. Yep. And works with positive habits, of course, as well. Yeah, you just stick exactly. With it, eventually it gets easier and that's... Yeah. So I think your brain, I read somewhere, it obviously takes the path of least resistance. So if you keep doing the same habit and path and you start subconsciously making that decision much easier. I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A part I really liked about this yep. is the uh, the instant gratification trap, mm. and this is a massive thing I think with with everybody, is that uh, you've got the immediate gratification, and in the short term that could lead to bad choices and bad habits, as opposed to delaying gratification. So perhaps you want to lose ten kilos. The immediate gratification though is to have that two rows of chocolate that you've had every night. Whereas if you can delay the gratification of that eating that one thing, 
you have the longer term, much bigger gratification of achieving your goal and losing 10 kilos and feeling better, looking better. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that instant gratification, that trade-off between right now satisfying something small and longer term achieving a much bigger goal is uh, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Oh, definitely. A lot of the marketing, marketing, we're always bombarded with advertisements with shit mm. we must have right now and it's... Yeah. You, you, if you just live by instant gratification, you just buy everything and you end up broke. Yeah. Dumb, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, delaying that. Yeah. So my, my, old, my old whole philosophy on life was let future Adam worry about it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I got to a point where I realized like, fuck, I don't, you know, yeah. can't keep doing this forever, <laughs> get nowhere. What do you think of the, uh, talking about vice checks? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, Definitely a strategy to work for some people. Yeah. Like me personally, I'm someone who's kind of all or nothing. So if I quit something, I need in my mind have the feeling that I've quit forever. Otherwise, Uh I personally can't sustain it. But yeah, what about yourself, mate? I like it. I'm keen to to do it every month. Yeah? So he talks about running a vice check. So some things that uh, for him, so he talks about ice cream and a glass of wine. So he's saying that, Whilst he's not, he's no addict, mm. but he's saying that by what he does, he'll do, he'll pick one month where he'll go completely without for that whole month just to make sure that, like, he's not like deep rooting those, you know, eating ice cream every single day. Mm. So I think I'm going to have a crack at that. So maybe one month go alcohol free, yep. maybe do a sober October. Yeah. One month do like no coffee or something. Not that I'm hooked on it, but like just to have that full month. Just no off. Ashos boss. Exactly. Ashos yeah. Boss <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. Coffee doesn't fucking own me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll start. Uh, fuck it. I'm forced to make commitment on the spot. Yeah. Now, aren't I? I'll on, go. Uh, where? What are we now? We will go August. August, September, October. So October. I'm gonna go no alcohol. Uh, August. I'll go no coffee. September, I'll go, no, fuck, I don't know what else. Do you are? They're two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's just uh, made a hand gesture where he moved his, his wrist up and down. Not suggesting anything. I might try that. Yeah? Yeah, no wank September. How no wank at all? <laughs> That's probably a good one. Yeah, let's do that, mate. It's a big one. August, no coffee. September, no jacking off. October, no alcohol. All right. Lock it in. Apologies to all the uh, the female listeners out there, but uh, they get around it. Do they? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I Not don't as much as the lads, that's for sure. I'm sure. I was told I'm by sure a wise man once that 99 percent of people whack off, and one percent of people say they don't. So <laughs> everyone. So yeah, I like it. Everyone gets involved. 99 percent of people whack fucking... off, and one percent are lies. <laughs> Influencers. Mate, I want to go real oh, quickly. Momentum. I'm going to smash, smash real quickly through. He talks about get rid of bad habits first and then yeah. add good ones in. I'm going to give you five strategies to eliminate bad habits. One is identifying your triggers. Yep. So maybe if you're around certain people, you'll, you'll drink more or you might, if you're around certain people, have a cheeky ciggy or something. Yeah. So identify the triggers, eliminate those. Two, clean the house. So he makes a mention of if you want to quit alcohol, fucking get rid of it. If you've got half a bottle of uh, of a cheeky little uh, bourbon sitting there, you might think at the start, oh, I can resist that. But if it's in the house, you, you'll get there. Swap it out, number three. So change one for the other. Number four is ease in. So you can gradually start removing slowly. Or number five is just fucking jump in and go yep. straight for it. Oh, what's going on? 
So he also uh, gives us six techniques for then installing good habits after we've eliminated the bad. But we'll let you guys uh, read those six for yourself, pages uh, 85 through 89. Yeah. Pretty good, I think. Yeah, oh, it's worth looking into. Yeah. So, But I, I do love uh, number five. Of, for me, as I was touching on earlier, for eliminating bad habits, you just, you just jump in, yeah, just go hardcore and just, just do it all out. I like it, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, chapter four, um, yep. momentum. So it talks about the big, big, big mo. mo. What do you reckon the big mo? Yeah. Like you were saying before, the longer you go with a, a positive habit, the easier it becomes. And what he's saying is once you get going and once you really get going with this momentum, it becomes easier and easier and you'll achieve more and you'll achieve quicker. Yeah. So, yeah, those those who, who persevere with it, um, yeah, might seem like nothing's coming and eventually get some momentum and then, yeah, off you go. Yeah. I like the talk. He talks about bookending your days. So setting up your day for success. So he talks about having a morning routine and an evening routine. Mm. I like that. So set your day up well and finish it off strongly. Yeah. But I uh, I don't have that at the moment. Do you have any morning? You've got a bit of a morning routine. Yeah, I'm pretty big on the morning routine. What's your What's your uh, typical weekday morning look like? Uh, wake up pretty early, about quarter to five, and then listen to something good, I guess, yep. as I eat breakfast, and then meditate on the train. Love it. Train to work's so about 30 minutes, meditate for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, check emails in the last 10 minutes and then okay, yeah. gym before work and at a cafe for about 40 minutes reading oh. before I start work and then by the time you walk in the door at 8.30 in the morning, you're fucking, you, you've, had a, you've had a good morning. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> sick, mate. Before you even start. So you've gone three and a half hours. You've gone, um, you've listened to podcast or audio book or... Just to start, just a cheeky little one. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you've gone meditating on the train, and then you've gone to the gym, and then you've gone reading, and then mate, fuck. everyone else has just w- woken up, rolled straight into work. You're already three and a half hours into a productive day. A lot of people rushing, rushing in. Yeah, just, yeah. In terms That's of sick. evening routine before I go to sleep, I love to get in, into that. Mm. I don't really. Yeah, if there's someone who's set the sleep up better, obviously try and avoid screens and if yeah. you read ten pages of the book, and if you can get to if you if you're gonna get to a point where you can go to sleep when you go to bed, yeah. Like within, you know, 15 minutes or something, that'd be fucking perfect. Absolutely, we are. Yeah. So, yeah, anything? I, I liked, other than those routines, I liked the registering your rhythm. Yeah. So, he's got a list of, say, eight goals or something, and he'll say, for him, it might be, I want to do three minute, 30 minutes of cardio three days a week. Yeah. So, he's got his week here, and he crosses off which day he does them, and he says if he achieved his goal or went under. So he's got his goals, and then he's got how many times a week he wants to do it. So I think we might set up a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Make a bit of a rhythm register. Yeah, definitely. Any, anything else from Momentum? I, I, I'm just kind of rushing through it. I like chapters two and three the best. Yeah. Uh, the choices and the habits. For me, I liked every chapter pretty... Yeah. Nothing huge standout, nothing bad, all good, solid chapters for me. Yeah, yeah. What was your favourite bit about Chapter 5, Influences? Uh, just love it. I'm, I'm, a huge <laughs> <believer>. <laughs> I'm a huge believer of this, like what you yeah. put in your, your brain, the people you hang out with. It's fucking, it's huge. Yeah. The environment you put yourself in. So, anyway, I'm going a bit further than I probably, I should do a little prelude. So, first yeah. of all, there's three influences that you get to 
uh, worry about, and that's what you feed your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so input. Input. So if you do you watch the news and all the bullshit <laughs> when you get home from work and all the negative stuff, all the negative stuff, or do you listen to a podcast or read a good book or listen to a good what you will learn what episode. you will learn episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's huge and. Because everywhere you look, there's tabloid headlines just fucking trying to grab the your attention and, and appear yeah. to your fear yeah, and kind of ruin your day. But you kind of get to stand guard and, and just not let some of that shit... Yeah, he does say that, up. doesn't he? Because you have to... I think he does say you have to stand guard. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, in addition to that, associations, what do you, what do you reckon of that? Yeah, who is influencing you? I like it a lot, man. And he talks about something similar in Life in Half a Second set as well. Like obviously, if you if you got access to someone who's achieved exactly what you want to achieve and you aspire to to mirror, yeah. If you can spend time with them, perfect. If you can't physically sit face to face with them, read their books, listen to their audio, watch their videos, and associate with them that way. Mm. I think that's very true. Yeah, and he mentions here, unfortunately, your decisions to live a goal-oriented life will make others uncomfortable. Mm. So some people out there will attempt to bring you back down to their level because. You might be open to changing yourself, but not yeah. necessarily everyone else is around you, which is... Yeah, exactly. Up. And yeah, look, there is there is uh, some people that are very much happy to earn, you know, standard wage, not have any responsibilities, live comfortably. and just live comfortably. Yeah. Fair enough. Just fine. But obviously... And if the jury's not out. The jury's not out what way yeah. is more fulfilling. Like, I think... It'd be less fulfilling living like that, but who knows? I personally agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. But there is also uh, the fact that in like first world, there's a lot more mental health issues. I think because we've got totally. these higher expectations yeah. and that if we're aiming way too high and not meeting it, yeah. as opposed to third world countries where they've got much lower expectations yeah. and don't know what else is out there, that they're, they're, they're happy, man. Totally. So, totally. yeah. It just shows appreciation is probably... Maybe bigger than both. Yeah. Yeah. Living comfortably or outside your comfort zone if you just appreciate everything. Maybe that's that's what's the go. Yeah. And the third influence? Environment. Environment. Yeah. So he again it's come up a couple of times yeah. in the books we've done. Changing your environment to change your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that sort of stuff. So you are the five, the average of the five people you spend mm. time with most. Yeah. And good Jim Rohn. Yeah. Quote heard about that a lot but so if you if you're trying to become more i think the way to do it is just average yourself up so the people yeah. you hang around with just try yeah. and hang around people at a higher level yeah doing definitely. the shit you want to do down the track i guess yeah yeah exactly so yeah chapter six accelerate i didn't get much out of chapter six it was a good read but there's i found that there was nothing actionable compared to two yeah. three but yeah what were your thoughts on chapter six man yeah i liked it so it's just changing the perspective when shit's going wrong and because shit will go wrong eventually at some stage and when you're getting fucked up and all that, <laughs> this is the chance to show you what you're about. So some people rise, some people fall kind of, kind of thing. And, and he talks about a few stories like Muhammad Ali and mm. you know, people like that and, and Oprah and, and all these people. Who, yeah, there's some cool stories in there, man. Cool, and Lance Armstrong. So that was pretty yeah. nice. <laughs> I like how he was talking about the first couple of tours he won. <laughs> Which was, this is 08, I think this was written, yeah. so before he got, yeah. he got busted. Well, either way, he's a pretty impressive dude. Yeah, seven in a row? After losing a nut? 
Yeah. <laughs> not, not that the nut was the issue, but the cancer probably not the issue. It'd probably be better with one nut riding a bike. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, but I think it was more that the, his body got fucked up because yeah, of cancer and, and treatment and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. It's not all about the nut. <laughs> mate, I did like... Are you done with Jab 6? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. done. <laughs> Just to wrap it up, mate. I liked in the conclusion... Uh, page 159, learning without execution is useless. And he talks about that you've got to do, again, you've got to take action. So he says here, motivation without action leads to self-delusion. And that stuck out to me because I've, I think this is my, I think I've done about 53, 54 books in the last yeah. 18 months. Yeah. And reading a whole bunch of shit about people talking about all this cool stuff that could be done. Mm. You do feel like, yeah, I can fucking do that. Yeah. So there's a bit of self-delusion there without actually taking action and doing it. So, yeah, we've got to take action. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. if you re- keep read, if you read all those books about how people have done it, the, the task doesn't seem as big. So yeah, you, you, yeah, that's a definitely. It's, I think it's a big part of the equation is to realise that it is, everything's possible, whatever your goals are. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so you done? Yeah, man. We'll sing a song in a sec. What's uh, what are we gonna do next? <laughs> what are we doing next? Do you want to? Do, well, well, we're gonna do the Alchemist soon. Yeah. Uh, and we've got another a special little something different. Yeah. We've got a book and then uh, an interview with an author. Yeah. Well. Interview with an author to come. So stay tuned, everybody. That's it. Big shit coming. Get us a song, mate. Let's have a sing. Adios, Kardashim. Talk on that shit, baby. Small actions repeatedly. Choices, habits, momentum, influences, acceleration. Just small shit and lead to a big, big motherfucking change down the track, fuckers. <laughs> the compound effect. Get your habits. Get your habits. Like the fucking oak tree, big roof, baby, you can't pull that shit out. Mm. Delay gratification. Get some massive payouts. Delete that shit. Delete that shit. Delete that shit. The compound effect. Delete that shit. Delete that shit. Darren Hardy. Compound effect. Compound. Compound effect.